Hi everyone, Bo with the flow here. <laughs> All of my online materials are still under Timothy Waterman, uh, and it'll be that way for some time right now. Uh, however, more and more I'm transitioning to the name Bo with the flow. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I have a wonderful episode in store for you today. A wonderful conversation with the delightful Rhonda Ryder, who has become a dear friend. We're going to be speaking about all things in terms of bringing more consciousness into our relationships with food and our bodies. So I'm so excited for you to hear our perspectives on that. Uh, we had an, just like super enlightening conversation with real life details, uh, real life applied details, real life discoveries, ahas and revelations. Uh, sharing with where we've been and where we are now in terms of our relationship with food and with our bodies. So if that feels like something you're interested in, I have no doubt that <laughs> you may also enjoy the ahas and the revelations that are contained here within. Having said that, here is the bio that I have for Rhonda. Rhonda Ryder, author of Delicious Alignment, How 25 Women Learn to love and transform their bodies using Abraham Hicks and the Law of Attraction is an intuitive coach specializing in loving your body and making peace with food. Her podcast, Delicious Alignment, High Vibing Conversations, helps listeners live more fun and fulfilling lives. Some of the new thought leaders that Rhonda has interviewed in her career include Bob Proctor, Bruce Lipton, Mike Dooley, Marianne Williamson, and seven people from the movie The Secret. Wow, <laughs> that is quite the interview history. So, and I personally have probably listened to at least five or six of Rhonda's episodes on the Delicious Alignment podcast, and I have loved each and every single one. It's, you know, has everything to do with metaphysics and metaphysics applied to everyday life. So it's definitely up my alley and something I super enjoy and highly recommend if you also love the world of metaphysics. Some fun announcements to share in case you missed it on the last episode of the podcast. Currently, I am offering sliding scale pricing on the one-to-one -one sessions that I offer with me. So that goes for both the personal breakthrough sessions that I offer and also my channeled one-to-one -one guidance sessions. So if you are interested in one of those, please feel free to email me. You will find my email in the show notes below. And I have a fun free gift to offer actually on behalf of Rhonda. So Rhonda is offering the Love Your Body video course, which is a $97 value for free. So you will find a link where you can find out more about that course in the show notes. Contained within the course, there are over 20 videos based on the five steps and Rhonda Ryder's book, Delicious Alignment, How 25 Women Learned to Love and Transform Their Bodies Using Abraham Hicks and the Law of Attraction. <laughs> so if those details sound, again, interesting to you, you will find the link in what I just read about the course in the show notes. Last thing I have to mention is that Rhonda is also generously offering a first session with her for $55 US. So if you find resonance with Rhonda through this conversation, if you look at her links in the show notes and you find out more about her and how she helps and assists others, 
and you really feel like you want to experience a session with her for listeners and viewers of this episode, she is offering a first session with her again at $55 US. You'll find her email in the show notes and you can send her an email to let her know that you're interested. Well, that's all I have in terms of announcements for now. If you would like to know more about me or my guest, Rhonda, you can find all of our relevant information and links in the show notes below. You'll find a brief description of the episode at the top of the show notes. Beneath that, you'll find all of Rhonda's information and links. And beneath Rhonda's information, you'll find my information and links. One last thing I'll mention is that if you do find value in this podcast and you're loving it and you want to support me in the production of this podcast, just know that you can find a link at the very bottom of the show notes where you can make a financial contribution if you feel so inspired. There we go. That's what I have for the intro today. So now without further ado, I will roll into this conversation with Rhonda Ryder. So here I am with Rhonda Ryder. <laughs> I'm very, uh, I'm, it just feels like fun to be here. Uh, it's a fun story about how I ended up here with Rhonda, which I may share in a few moments, but it's just all been perfect. It's all been uh, synchronous. And we're going to be talking today about the relationship with our body. Um, as you know, on this podcast, you know, it's called the Restore Yourself Podcast. And though I personally feel that we're consciousness experiencing a human body it's like the body is definitely still a big part of the equation <laughs> it's, it's here it's happening we're aware of it we feel it we have a relationship with it and so um and there's just a lot of like conditioning that i feel that many of us were probably exposed to especially in western cultures around the body and then there's this whole conscious journey that we can go on where we can start to shift and change that relationship based on the relationship that we want to have now, just like in any other relationship. So that'll be the gist of the conversation today. Uh, Rhonda, Rhonda Ryder is an intuitive coach. She's the author of a book uh, called Delicious Alignment, and she also is the host of the Delicious Alignment podcast. And I've probably listened to like five or six episodes right now. Um, easy, fun, informative conversations in the realm of metaphysics and energy and law of attraction and things like that and um, i've been loving the guests that she's been having as of late so definitely recommend the podcast uh with all that said welcome Rhonda Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you bo for having me appreciate it yeah no problem no problem and so to those that are uh, new to you on this platform, uh, this, you know, this podcast, feel free to share a little bit in your own words, uh, how it is that you are of service to others. Okay, great. Well, um, right now I have been coaching for about, um, probably five years now. And before that, my whole career, I was, uh, a writer, marketing writer, copywriter. So I had a really good rewarding profitable career doing that for a long time and then and then i stopped took off a couple of years uh re wrote a book and got inspired to become a coach it's just like i was following my guidance and it was an adventure really because if you would have told me that i would write a book on you know this particular topic body uh, food relationship with food 
if you would have told me that I'd be coaching people on that, you know, I would say you're crazy. That that's that's insane. I you know I wouldn't be able to see that, but that's exactly what happened. Um, yeah, and also I have the podcast, like you said. Um, now I'm coaching people. I'm doing the podcast. I started out coaching mostly on helping women and and men learn how to love their bodies at any size, make peace with food, celebrate food, um, find food freedom. I don't like to focus too much on weight loss, though people lose weight, people transform their bodies. It's, It's just a natural occurrence when you start getting in alignment, putting alignment as number one. Uh, and then I, it kind of transformed this year. I branched out. I wanted to be able to coach people on all topics because I was already doing that because when we start talking about one thing, you know, all these, everything's related. So now I just opened it up to intuitive coaching, but I, I just love uh, working with using the Mallison method uh, that Gina Mallison created. I use that. And uh, I'm really into the podcast. That's like my main focus right now and having fun. Nice. What else you want to know? (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel like that's, uh, I feel like it's a really great, yeah. Introduction to what you're up to, what you've been up to and uh, yeah, what you're passionate about. So, so thank you for that. And um, I mean, just to kick this conversation off, I'm, I'll share again a bit about what my relationship has been like, but I'm just curious why, what in your life, or maybe just speak to the time when you realized that you wanted to have a, a different kind of relationship with your body, you know, like kind of when did that happen in your life? And yeah, why did you want to make a shift in the relationship that you're having with your body? I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah, that that's a that's a big question, and I think I always wanted to have a different relationship with my body because the relationship I was having with my body since I can remember was that it's not good enough. It's it's fat and. I wasn't even fat, you know, I was 12 years old, 13 years old. And I, I was, you know, small individual physically. And I suddenly, you know, I just remember getting this, starting to become obsessed with the fact that I needed to go on a diet, uh, needed to lose some, just lose some weight, you know, um, and that's, I think, when it started to uh, get kind of all mucked up because then I started restricting calories, saying, I, you can't have that, don't have that. Uh, and then all of a sudden you have an unnatural relationship with your body and your food. And then I proceeded, ironically enough, 14 years old, 15, 16, 17, to just continually keep gaining weight. The more I, once I started dieting, I started to uh, gain weight. I never really, I never had a, um, even thought about it before then. And, and so then I 
proceeded on this journey of not liking my body even more and then binge eating and so really getting into some self-hatred over that um disgust and disappointment and depression over that not to get too morbid we'll we'll get positive here shortly i'm sure but this is like how my life was for you know later teens 20s 30s even some of my 40s just really um battling with that losing lots of weight gaining it all back you know binge eating and uh, i wasn't bulimic or anorexic or anything like that I laugh because yeah, nobody would have accused me of being anorexic, but um, yeah, that's that's kind of how it was. So I did want, always desired a, a better relationship with my body, you know, where I could love it. I always wanted to love it, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, that context, you know, that that part of the journey. Uh, was there anything that made a big difference in terms like of that helped you really begin to shift the relationship? Has it been a number of things or like something that really just helped you really see yourself in a new way? I'm just curious what started to make the difference for you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I started listening to Abraham Hicks, um, you know, over 20 years ago. And so that started to help me realize a lot of things. I still struggled with, with it. And then about five years ago, I, or maybe it's more now, but I received this nudge to write a book um, about what Abraham says, Abraham Hicks says about loving your body because I genuinely wanted to learn more. The law of attraction worked for me in so many areas. I found my soulmate, I'm, you know, married. I never thought I could even like live with somebody and and here I am together. We're together like 20 years. financial things abundance just keeps improving relationships just things kept improving but that one area my relationship with my body i received this this nudge from the universe to write this book and interview women who learn how to love their bodies not necessarily like lost a ton of weight although the women in the book have uh, have lost weight. Some of them lost hundred pounds some of them lost 25 pounds. But at the time I was still focused on, okay, they, they have had to have uh, lost at least 25 pounds in order to, to be in this book. Now I wouldn't do it that way because I don't want to focus on weight loss. I don't want to, you know, I contribute to the whole diet culture industry, mm-hmm. but however, the book then I went and looked at what's the common denominator in all these people that they have, they have done. And I found the common denominator and I put it into five steps. Hmm. And that's how it started to really shift for me. I had already started shifting, you know, like loving my body more, making peace with food, not being obsessed with either one 
but these stories really got me entrenched in this conversation. I studied everything I could on what Abraham says about it and uh, wrote the book. And that really took me to the next level of practicing this, the steps in the book and teaching it to others. And now I'm at this place where, okay, it's about loving your body now, mm -hmm. right now in this moment. It's not about like future, let's love our bodies in the future when we get to a certain point. Let's love our bodies and accept ourselves now. And I can show you how to do that. It's not conditional to love your body and it's okay. And it's okay to want to transform your body or make changes to your body. If you have a desire, that's cool. You know, nothing wrong with that. You know, I just, I don't want to, let's not focus on like, oh, we've got to lose weight in order to love ourselves. Like, how about love ourselves right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how about love these thighs right now? I'm talking about me, my thighs, because that's my thing, right? And I'm, I'm like, oh, love myself with that cellulite? Yes. Like, now I could actually love, I actually love my body now, like flaws and all. Like, even mm -hmm. like, now it's like aging. Okay, now it's, now, okay, finally figuring out, finally getting this, thing of loving my body and loving my food not being not being obsessed with food anymore i mean i love food i love to celebrate food we were talking about this yesterday yeah <laughs> celebrating food how fun that is that's what i, I love is when people start to celebrate food again that's a natural relationship with food like enjoying it finding pleasure from it um but I'm not obsessed with it. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, you know, what can I, you know, can I go sneak five candy bars, you know, into the house without my husband seeing, you know, whatever, you know, crazy stuff. I, I'm not doing that. It's not part of my reality anymore. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like writing that book was definitely like a pivotal point, you know, having those conversations, um, reflecting on what you, took away from those conversations and then like you said starting to really you know contemplate reflect and start to em embody that so uh and I love that you yeah I love that you touched on not making a, a future-based um experience like I'll love myself when you know like putting it off because you know it's like we only ever have right now you know like like this moment that we're in is like you know, it just keeps being this moment, but the moment changes, you know, the moment, you know, there's more daylight, you know, um, in the morning than there is at night, but it's like, it's this one moment, you know, that we're, that we're always in. And so it's like the only opportunity to bring love to our experience, all of our experience, including our body, like, you know, is right now. And if we do put it off to the future, like, to me, it's just like, to me, it's almost like, throwing an aspect of our life away because we're it's on the table right now but it's like you know the love is here right now you and i know that we do have the unconditional love of who we are in source like source energy but then we also have the free will component to love ourselves or not love our body or not and so like if we choose to like say no i can't have that love for my body right now to me it just feels like we're putting we're leaving something on the table that we could be experiencing right now. And so, yeah, like to me, like the whole point was it's available. So like, why not bring it into the equation now? 
But, you know, a lot of people can't mm -hmm. love their bodies right now in this moment. All our power is in the present moment, like you're yeah. saying. But I say if you if you can't love your body or accept it right now, find something else. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's outside of yourself that you can't can appreciate, like mm -hmm. find something to appreciate. If you can't like you could say, I appreciate my hair, or I appreciate my teeth or I appreciate the color of my eyes. You know, if you can't even do that, then start appreciating what can you appreciate in your life it's your pillow you know the sky that there's air there's oxygen it's free I mean, find start practicing appreciation i was there where I, I i couldn't i wasn't able to love my body it's a process right gotcha gotcha yeah, yeah, yeah. no i mean yeah i like i like that you're offering just find appreciation for something just so that the the habit of appreciation is being start to be built and maybe maybe for someone or you know some people out there it might be easier to start with something outside themselves like to to build the habit of appreciation there first and then you know like the pattern that i'm seeing is like if, if someone does want to start to create that and things around them eventually it might feel easier to start to bring it you know within them is kind of what i'm seeing um, yes and yeah, but, but yeah, maybe you can just start with your eyes or, you know, like, you know, your teeth or whatnot. So, um, yeah. So what I'm getting is like, there's always, there's always like a, a step one if you're open and available to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's, there's always a, a step one and anything you can do to start exercising that muscle of self-love. I know you talk a lot about self-love and the body is an illusion <laughs> as we are learning more and more it sounds crazy right but the body is like a hologram and still it's a body and it's something that we are we are using in this lifetime to experience you know, physicality, which is really a cool thing when you think about it, that has helped me appreciate my body more lately to think, oh, I get to experience, I, I get to experience food, I get to experience hugs, I get to experience walking, I get to experience the, the wind on my face, um, all these physical things. And that's just start talking to people who channel like yourself, you realize they don't get to experience like the non-physical do not get to experience the physicality and they're constantly telling us this is you, know, you chose this you came here to experience all of this physicality to taste food we can't taste food we can't see you know we i don't even can they hear can they see i, I mean i don't understand how all this works but yet, like we have this physical body that we can experience and, and go and travel and see beautiful places and all these things. So really, that's something that I've been appreciating lately. Like, oh, you could you could be a non-physical entity and not have access to any of these experiences. This is pretty cool. It kind of mm -hmm. takes away the whole idea of 
What do I look like? Am I acceptable? Am I thin enough? Am I, you know, toned enough? in shape enough, whatever, it kind of yeah. takes it away when you look at it. like, it's just a vehicle to take you through this, this particular experience. Yeah, no, I mean, um, a couple years back, like I, um, yeah, I kind of think of it as like channeling universal codes. And I had this, I just sat there one day in the uh the apartment that I had at the time I was just kind of like sitting in like the um the dining room kind of like on the floor in front of the sunlight and I just had like this energy come through that was reminding me you know like and when I say this energy it was like you know my like my soul essence you know coming through reminding me that one like th this body has unconditional love for me you know my my soul my consciousness like it's here in service to me in this life um, and, it, you know, no matter how I have treated it or I'm treating it now, it loves me unconditionally. Like there's no conditions, like even if I'm looking at it and having judgment, like it still loves me, you know, the mm. soul, the consciousness, or I don't, I don't th think it's the soul that's judging, but it's more like the conditioned mind, you know, the conditioned mind mm -hmm. is kind of like, oh, my body should be different or you know, whatever, like it's the mind to me that has the judgment and the soul's just kind of watching the mind doing the judging, but just reminded me, you know, that, yeah, the body is here in service and, you know, both to the soul and the mind, you know, like it's here in service and it has no conditions. It's, it is a, an act and a gift of unconditional love. And it really helped me see it through that lens, which, you know, to me was really powerful in that moment. And I kind of was like intuitively led through this, um, this process of kind of like, like making up with my body in that moment. It was kind of mm -hmm. like, Hey, I'm so sorry that I've been like judging you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, so yeah. I'm so sorry that I've been telling you that you're not good enough. And I'm so sorry that I have put all these like really, um, intense, like pressures on you. And cause you know, I, a bit about my background. I haven't shared too much in this conversation about my background, but I was like, you know, things that I used to experience um, to a, what's the word, quite an intense degree, which I don't really experience that much anymore is like, you know, like perfectionism. And I thought I had to achieve to prove myself. And so like, I would like, you know, and I would exercise really heavily, you know, it was always trying to be that perfect everything. And so I would kind of like exhaust my body a lot, mm -hmm. you know, like it would like push it to exhaustion and, you know, and exercise, there was injuries and, you know, professional or career endeavors. There was like just exhaustion and burnout. And in those, in those periods of my life, I just didn't appreciate my body, you know, for the gift mm -hmm. that it was. And then it was just through like, a deeper relationship with, you know, my soul and, uh, and just listening more deeply to the teachings of my own soul that I was able to start to, for one, stop living like that, stop pushing myself to su such extremes, which weren't doing my body good or my, my life good in general. And then, it, you know, eventually I got to that part where it's like, you know, don't you remember, like your body is a gift to you. Like you were saying in this life, your mm -hmm. body is here yeah to let you run around on the earth and to play and to experience food and hugs and all these other things and um while you were talking I kind of 
I kind of smile because I know you and I have both heard Frank Butterfield say like, you have nerve endings and they're delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Something like Frank often like says in his, um, you know, his materials is that, you know, like, you know, you have nerve endings and they're great. Um, Because yeah, it's like these nerve endings. It's like, this is how we, you know, like we can feel like a flower or smell, you know, like a rose and taste chocolate so like oh yeah or or like have orgasms or whatever okay maybe he doesn't use that word but yeah yeah exactly (laughs) all the nerve endings (laughs) so it's like um and yeah like i i like what you were saying about food before because that's a big thing that has been again coming to my conscious awareness is that like you know the body is also designed like hardwired for pleasure and food is a big way that the body receives pleasure. Like I looked it up, I think late last year, because it was something, I think I was doing something for a podcast last year. And I looked it up that just the tongue, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm pretty sure I'm remembering this correctly. The tongue at any point has um, between 2000 and 10,000. Um, what's the word? Taste um, buds taste buds yeah like 2000 to 10000 taste buds depending on the human and the sensory cells inside the taste buds replace themselves every 10 to 14 days and mm. what that said to me is that like literally every 2 weeks you're not even tasting food the same way cuz like you technically have oh. all new sensory cells inside your taste buds and there's between two and that's just the tongue I was like, dang, like this body is like hardwired to receive delight and pleasure. But are we allowing that? You know, like, are we when we eat, are we allowing like the, you know, the exquisiteness of the flavor? And are we even thinking about our meals in that way? Is it like, oh, I have to eat blah, 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 blah. Or is it like, what would be like the best thing for my tongue right now? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what would my taste buds love, you know? Uh, which is now what I lean into. Like, I I literally asked that question, like, what would my taste buds be like mm. delighted by? So it is a shift. Um, and, you know, I like that we naturally found our way like into the shift because it's like, it really is the way that we're looking at it all, right? Well, yeah. And food, celebrating food, all of that. I have to tell you, many people that I have worked with, they, when I say, okay, you're going to follow your intuition this week, right? And just as far as like what to eat, practice following intuition, asking your body, like developing a relationship with your body. And many times they have a look of terror in their eyes because they haven't done that in 40 years right? They have been following a structured food plan. Somebody else told them what to eat. This is, you know, some people, right? Some people, not everyone, but this is the way they've been living for, for a lot of people. Let's face it, a lot of people. This is the way they've been living for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years is following a structure that somebody else said, eat this. So when I say, okay, yeah, intuitive eating, follow, follow your body, listen to your body. And they're like, what, <laughs> what am I going to do? What am I going to eat? Oh, um, they're like, for 
freaking out. And so then we have a whole conversation about that. Um, but it's like, yeah, imagine listening to your body. Like you just said, what? Oh, hello, taste buds. What do you want today? <laughs> what are you hungry for today? Or like oftentimes, even this morning, I go down, I stand in front of the refrigerator and I'm thinking, what do I want? What do I feel like having? And I listen to my body. I ask my body, what do, what do we want today? And it's like, yep, I want, I want the smoothie again. Yep. Want the smoothie. Okay. With the flax seeds and the berries. Yep. We want that. Okay, great. You know, like I just have a craving for it. I want it. And it feels good because it's got my MCT oil in there and all kinds of, you know, like, oh, this is good for my body and my brain and, and, and it feels good. But it's like, oh no, we want bacon, bacon and eggs. Okay. You know, it's like listening to my body and developing that, developing a relationship with your body. So many of us, you know, especially, you know, when we've gotten into the diet culture world, we totally lose a sense of what it is that our bodies even want we lose mainly we stop trusting our bodies because we've been taught you cannot trust this body this body will lead you astray this body will have you eating sugar and junk and get bad cholesterol and all so we have all these things in our head and get fat and da, 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 and i'm afraid of that so it's just all how we've been conditioned and just to to let, let go and start developing that relationship with your body again and trusting it is it's a beautiful thing to watch to witness and to see myself go through it and see others go it's like when you see someone celebrating food for the first time in 30 years like a grown woman a grown ass woman celebrating her food for the first time in 30 years you know it's like to me it's like the angels come out and sing and it's just like oh, i love it i want to just like have a big party because this person is allowing themselves to celebrate food again yeah no yeah i can imagine that must be really delightful to be able to yeah be witness to such um yeah transformations and people allowing themselves into delight again and, and finding trust with their with their body their intuition yeah i am um, yeah i have no doubt just because you know i i know what it's like to see people have amazing transformations in the work that i do um you know in, in other aspects of life and so yeah it's just yeah. it's very rewarding to watch someone like just their energy shift and you know it's all of a sudden it's yeah. different and they're feeling good they're feeling better like yeah it's yeah it's pretty... and, and it goes back and forth i mean it's not like I mean, it'd be great if it just changed and that was it. But, yeah. you know, then you, you know, it's like you take five steps forward and then sometimes you take three steps backward, but it's, it's a process. It's an unfolding. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going through it, but when you think about it, most people, when they're children, they don't have any issues with food for the most part, right? They, they get excited about something maybe that they're going to eat or they or they don't they're just they're hungry and they want that and they eat that or they're allowed to eat that whatever yeah. um and and it's just like on to the next thing right yeah. after that like that was really good but then it's like well on to the next thing that is like a natural god-given relationship with food 
I mean, I've definitely like I've noticed that because I have a, you know, a lot of nieces and nephews that are, you know, like still pretty like, uh, you know, two, three, you know, four, things like that. And yeah, I just watch how like at a birthday, you know, like one of my two year old's nephew, you know, when he hears that we're having cake, it's like oh, cake, cake. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, you know, there's no as as he's like, you know, as he's, you know, like, you know, using his fork to eat the cake you, you can just tell like there's no judgment in this experience <laughs> yeah. yeah there's there's not a lot whole lot of going on about it it's like it's cake i want some yeah now i'm good. done <laughs> and i move on yeah exactly uh, yeah what's that like right i mean for for me it was like cake oh my god cake you know can i even go to this event because there's going to be cake there or oh my um oh i just ate a slice but i want more now i want more but i can't have more here i'll have more later you know when i get home where nobody's looking like that was a secret closet <laughs> secret secret eater <laughs> gotcha. my husband would say you eat like a bird i'm like yeah that's right i do <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, for me too, it's been like an unfolding, it's been a process and uh, I feel like a big part of like the conversation that we're having right now, because I know there is the whole thing where a lot of people deal with like uh, feeling like a lack of control around it. And I totally get that experience. Um, you know, I, I understand that that is like an experience that people have and um so I'm not saying that doesn't exist because I know it, it you know, does for a lot of people still. But I feel like what we're more so getting to is like, you know, not so much around a lack of control, but we're like rediscovering, you know, we're rediscovering. And then I feel like a big aspect of the conversation we're having is also like self-care. Like I know that you and I have come a really long way in terms of like self-care and, you know, it's important to us. Like I can tell by the way that you talk, like it's important to take good care of yourself. I'm the same way. And so I feel like when that is present, when you really deeply care about taking good care of yourself, that to me is when it's like a bit easier to, um, you know, see food as delightful because, you know, it's to me like a control or lack of control, like isn't really present for me at this point, because again, like I, I've been taking good care of myself for so long and I keep finding ways to take better care of myself that now, you know, the food is more just about like, let it be brand new. Like I want to reinvent my relationship, you know, and I want it to be delightful. And so, so yeah, like now when I think about breakfast, that literally the, you know, it's just the thought is like, what would be delightful? And I have to tell you that I'm like finding, I'm like making my own recipes and my own dishes. I mean, I'm sure they've been invent invented elsewhere, but I'm not looking up recipes. And so like mm -hmm. now, and it's really fun for me because I think it, I feel that it speaks a lot to like, you know, a self-love practice as well, because one of the things that shifted for me, it's actually been a really helpful lens and, you know, I'll let you um, weigh on on this in a moment, but especially in terms of the self-love journey, because I know a lot of us were taught to like, take better care of people outside of us um, better than we take care of ourselves. And that's to me, a big part of the self-love journey is like, well, let me take care of myself just as well as I would take care of anyone else. Like, why am I leaving yeah. myself out of this equation? And yeah. so, 
I started to play with um I started to play with you know like how would I cook for a romantic partner you know and at this point I haven't had one in a long time but I can imagine what it would be like and I started to be like how would I cook for a romantic partner and I just saw immediately I was like oh I put I would put so much thought and intention into it I would slow down I would take my time I would you know played it really nicely and at the time I wasn't doing any of those things for myself it was kind of just like what can I make in 10 minutes or less and just kind of like eat it out of the pot. <laughs> and, right. Sure. But when I started to play with that context of like, how would I, it helped me shift the relationship I was having with me. I was like, again, I was like, well, why am I leaving myself out of this equation? <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. I started doing those things. I started, you know, like I'm going to play it nicely. And, um, and I really started to get curious about what would be really tasty. And so like now one of my most favorite things that I make, I'm going to geek out for a minute here, is like there's this great um, organic olive oil rosemary bread at the store, you know, um, that I most often mm. go to and they pre-slice it. And so like Yum. I get that and I put um, plant-based mozzarella on it and then I slice fresh tomatoes, you know, put it on, on top of the cheese and then I toast it until the cheese kind of is like, oh melted. gosh, I'm salivating now. <laughs> and then when I take it out, I put salt on top of it. And this is all just to speak to like, that's how I approach it now. I'm like, I want to cook for myself just as well as I would cook for a romantic partner. Mm. And just that lens, even though it was using kind of like a lens outside of me, it still helped me shift the relationship I was having with, you know, with me, with my body. And now I literally cook that way pretty much like I literally sit there. I'm like, what would be the most delightful thing? It's healthy, too, because I just I like to eat healthy. But now it's not just healthy and kind of boring, healthy and mundane. It's healthy. And what would be the most tasty? And I just mm -hmm. keep finding new ways to make meals like I'm making them up. And I'm just like, dang, like I'm good at this. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I mean. It's an unfolding. In the beginning, like for me, I, I just ate for convenience. Like when I when I started to really uh, love myself more, love myself, love my body more and practice all this stuff. I, I wasn't necessarily cooking like like you're talking about. I'm, I'm really not into that, right? And well, guess what? fast forward three, four years later, and I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Like last night, we had grouper, we made it together, my husband and I like with the grass fed butter and capers. I said, put lots of capers, lots of capers, lots of lemon, lots of lemon. And with asparagus and and, and it was just like you said, played it really, we played it, it plated it really nice boy, did I enjoy that. You, you know, yeah. I just really enjoy that. We made it. We were inspired to cook together. That's not something we always do. And the other thing to, to bring in that I know you love this topic as well is that everything is happening for us. So recently my husband is hired a coach to help him with his food and nutrition etc and because of a skin issue actually 
So the skin issue, you think, oh, that's terrible, that's bad. But meanwhile, is everything happening for us? Is the skin issue happening for us? I mean, like now we're we're really cooking. We're cooking together. We're spent. We're bonding. You know, while we're cooking together, we're uh, we feel good because we're eating yummy, healthy food that we know what's in it. We made it. You know, so when you start looking at, okay, I don't understand how everything is happening for me, not to me. Like, how could that be a good thing? Well, you don't have to understand that. You don't have to understand it, but everything is happening for us. It's because it's an unfolding. You don't understand why it's happening right now. And that's okay. Now I'm looking at the little little mini miracles that are coming out of this, you know, closer relationship, cooking together, eating healthier, eating out less, like less junk food, like that we're eating out. And not that, you know, Abraham, Abraham says there's no good or bad food, all of that. You've got to find what, what, what you're guided to the next better feeling thing, the next better feeling meal, the next better feeling thought. And you're not going to be where you want to be like, like that in a second, it's an unfoldment, but I could see things happening. I want this. I would like to eat healthy, healthier. And look, this, these things happen that are actually leading me there. So it was my path of least resistance. Yeah. 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 As you were sharing, just reminding me that like cooking can be so fun. Like it's like, we just like make it a thing and slow down and yeah, put so much intention into it. it can be so fun. And and like, I mean, I just have to say like, this is why I feel like to this day, so many people talk about like their grandmother's food because I mean, what were grandmothers mostly known for? Slowing down and like really putting a lot of love into the food. <laughs> and so it's like, yes. you know, they took the time and they were intentional and they really thought about like what ingredients, what spices, what seasonings and and so it's like, there's a reason why, you know, people typically, you know, I don't want to leave the grandfathers out. I'm sure many grandfathers, you know, cook great dishes too, but there's a, there's definitely been a, a thing in, in my life where people would talk about like their grandmother's food or their grandmother's banana bread or something, you know, and it's like, well, yeah, it's probably because they enjoyed the process and made it with love. and <laughs> Yeah. Well, I hit the jackpot. My grandmother was born in Italy. So oh wow, we had... Uh, every holiday big family over there at her house my and my grandfather yes he was the baker oh nice and he would bake and she made you know italian food that was i still dream about it to this day like wow this tastes like if i could find a meatball that tastes like the way grandma made it then i'm a lifelong customer you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, it's like, I mean, I get, I mean, in this day and age, there is a whole lot of convenience and I understand why convenience has become such a big thing. I mean, so many things are just about like throwing it, you know, in some kind of thing for 15 minutes and it's done and you just, you know, you know, rip off the plastic, blah, blah, blah. So I get that there's situations where, you know, we're in a pinch and it's just nice to have something quick. You know, I understand again, the reasons why that's become so um, in demand, I guess, And it's just for me, it's like, I'm starting to see the flip side. It's like now, like actually slowing down is more important to me. You know, like, is it nice to have a convenient option if I need it? Sure. But it's like the slowing down 
because I used to bake a lot when I was a teenager because I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed sharing. I'm sure that's what the grandmothers and grandfathers also enjoyed, like being able to share their goods and watching people receive joy from them. And I enjoyed doing that, doing that as a teenager. But then, you know, as life went on, I put all these pressures on myself. I need to like prove myself, achieve, perform, and kind of like, you know, forgot about the baking. And now it's like, all these years later where I am now, where again, it's about the the self-care and um, taking good care of myself and doing things for joy. Uh, I'm like, I'm being reminded like, oh yeah, I think I might want to start like baking again, just because it's mm. just nice, you know, just because, and then of course, yeah, you get something tasty on the other side. You can share it with others. It's nice to, you know, share that gift, but it's like, it's coming full circle back to like, I just want to do it because it's nice and it feels good. And like, there's a lot of joy in it. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of in that right now. Mostly yeah. I haven't wanted to cooking is, is like not my thing. Right. So it's, yeah. I, I'd rather work. I'd rather work on, get on my computer than I just do it. Cause I, I, make one meal a day for my dad usually because he lives with us yeah he takes care of his own breakfast so i do that and i raised two kids mostly a single mom for 10 years so you know cooking is not something i used to love and but now i am getting into it and my friend who's a chef really emphasizes what you're saying uh cooking gives you that moment to slow down mm -hmm. it is a way to express love yeah. you know to cooking for other people is, is definitely a way of expressing people chefs love to nurture others <laughs> yeah yeah and anybody can be a chef but i mean like professional chefs or people like you you have a friend who just loves to cook for everybody yeah that's their way of of nurturing others and um but cooking our own food is a new experience for me mm -hmm. uh, a lot because we are we are really wanting things to get better from my husband as far as his skin mm -hmm. and the nutrition the guy he's working with he's not a nutritionist is really recommending you know all this wonderful clean way of eating you can't do that eating out all the time. <laughs> so maybe you could, I don't know, but we're, we're cooking more like to your point. Yeah. And it's like my evening is shot really because of cooking that takes time. And then yeah. now he, um, we, he, he insists on walking the dog every night. And so I'm going with him. Um, just uh, because he hurt his back. So now it's like, that's my whole evening, you know? <laughs> and you know what? I like it. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's not every night, but you know, cooking and the walking dog and then, okay, that's it. <laughs> it's the whole evening, but it's like you said, wow, did I ever take time like that to just slow down and make this beautiful meal myself? Oh. I totally get you. It's really fulfilling for me right now. And it's okay to not like, to not be there. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. your journey is your journey. Yeah. And like you, we're at this place right now where we're like, oh yeah, cooking. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> but yeah. you know, and it's okay to not be there and just like, I'm going to take out food or just yeah. have something 
like if you're by yourself i might if i was by myself i might just eat salads all the time and never cook i mean who knows <laughs> yeah no i mean it's definitely highly personal and i say this on this podcast and just in all my materials all the time that yeah it's just like you know we're sharing our perspectives what works for us you know it's it's our experiences that we're sharing and so yeah to anyone who's watching or listening if it resonates and there's something you want to play with for you like of course you know that's your choice but if it doesn't resonate it's like kind of pretend you never heard it type thing uh, if it doesn't resonate for you but yeah it's like I mean I love that you're also finding because I mean like that's that to me again to me that's the whole beauty of experiencing this earth is that like you know all the delights and pleasures like yeah the the walks in nature and all of the sensory experiences we can have there and yeah what our body can let us do like you know people are playing football because they have a body you know people are swimming in the ocean because they have a body you know people are experiencing a massage because they have a body people are tasting chocolate dipped strawberries because they have a body and so it's like you know to me I mean my own soul's evolution especially in this past year has been about receiving the 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 delight and pleasure of life again you know layer by layer it's a process and unfolding for sure but it's like you know look at look at all that's on the table in this aspect of your life are you receiving it like are you letting yourself experience delight and it's just it keeps showing me my own soul's intelligence keeps showing me more ways to get more delight and satisfaction out of life like right here now today and throughout the day and um it's really just changing my whole life because it's like yeah I saw how I was putting off so many of the pleasures and delights in life until it was always sometime later like I'll enjoy life later I'll enjoy life later I just need to get somewhere that I think is better than here and then I'll enjoy life later and my own soul's intelligence has been like there's delight for you to receive all day long every day if you're open to it if you'll allow it for yourself and as I've leaned into that I am just so much more like yeah I can enjoy I can have an amazing breakfast you know like I can do things nice in my room like you know light incense more and you know experience the the delight of the incense and spray like lavender mist on my pillow like there's so many ways to like just take good care of ourselves and delight and that's what especially the past year has been about for me just what I keep receiving from my own soul's guidance and I'm just like yeah there's all kinds of delight here now if I'm open to it and a lot of it has to do I mean, it all has to do with my body because my body's the organisms that's receiving the delight and pleasure. So, um, so yeah, it's nice to see it this lens, I have to say. It's like, it feels nice to be able to see it from these, you know, these conscious perspectives. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I hear you. I'm with you. Same, same. And I, what's really helped me is that whole concept of all your power is in the present moment. Yeah. Because... I would get lost in my mind and my to-do list. And now like I slow down and even though I still do a to-do list, I I don't have to follow it. I don't have to like do all those things today. It's just like there. However, I, then I go, well, what do I feel like doing now? I mean, if I have a free two hours, free three hours, whatever, it's like, well, what do I feel like doing? What would feel better and sometimes like nothing like I just want to sit here and look out the window 
yeah. and just quiet down or yeah. I want to take a walk or, well, I've got 10 things on my to-do list. I should do those. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no shoulds. So just do what would feel better Yeah. right mm. now. And there's that, cause they're like, you, you're right. There is no later, yeah. but to really, I think I've in the last couple of years, I've really, really understood that on a new level like there is no later yeah because it's hard to comprehend that you know with the human brain like okay yeah great <laughs> all your power is in the present moment there is no later but that's kind of difficult for me to understand you know like how does that really work i mean is that that's really bs i mean does it real is it really like there is a future there's a past come on well no not really. It's all <laughs> happening at the same time. How does that even work? Well, but when I, I, I kind of like got it on a more <clears throat> all encompassing, you know, yeah. visceral level that they're real. Oh my God, this is really true. Like yeah. there is no later. Yeah. There's only now. So nothing really matters except what i'm feeling and thinking right now in this moment yeah. yeah and like what you're putting off or receiving right now you know it's like yeah i mean it's just empowering to see that way either you're putting off joy and delight and fun of your life you're either putting it off or you're saying that you can have it now and it's you know it's not right or wrong either way it's just a choice but it's like like you said which one feels better and i know for me the joy, the delight, the pleasure right now, it's like, it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. And so even with food, it just somehow helps because I, I'll say to myself, well, you know, Rhonda, if you really want it, you can have it. Like maybe there's something downstairs in the fridge and I keep mm -hmm. thinking about it, you, yeah. you know, like, oh, but you, even to this day, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, it's late. And then finally, I'll just go, oh, wait a minute. You can have it, you can have it, you can go there and go, go for it. Mm -hmm. If you really want it, have it. Yeah. And then that like takes all of it, like, oh, oh, I don't really want it right. I'll have it tomorrow. Maybe I'll have it tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like I just like something about being in the present moment is so powerful that you can just just focus on that thought you don't have to think about the future and the, just what is it you're thinking and feeling right now yeah and how can you just what's a little bit better how can you feel a little bit better or think a little bit better yeah thought in, in when it's concerning food if it's something about that you just ate and that you find that you're judging yourself for having eaten it again in that moment slow down time yeah. what are you thinking right now about what are you judging what are you saying to yourself and because it's so automatic we don't even know we're not even aware of what we're thinking we're just so used to this automatic critical voice that says what did you why did you eat that? You're bad. You're never going to lose weight. You're always going to be fat and ugly, whatever, right? These thoughts to slow down and soothe yourself yeah. with a better feeling thought. My go-to is it doesn't matter. It's not about the food anyway. It's about my vibration. Yes. 
That's yeah. my go-to. So how yeah. can I feel better right now? Because it's about yeah. my vibration. Like yeah. my metabolism is about my vibration. My body is about my vibration. When I look in the mirror, it's about my vibration. What am I seeing? Yeah. Everything is about energy and vibration. So what you just said before about, you know, that present moment, I think that's like the key to yeah. everything really right there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the consciousness. Um, I almost forgot about that, but yeah, just the consciousness, the the consciousness that we're approaching food with is, I know you and I have both heard um, that it's the most important thing, you know? And, and when I first heard that perspective, it was like, huh, I never thought about it like that, you know, but, you know, again, our consciousness is what is creating all of this. You know, it's it's creating the body. It's creating our reality, you know, our experience of reality. And so our consciousness, to me, again, this is my, what I feel to be true. My, you know, the perspective that feels right in my body is our consciousness is the most powerful thing. And so, yeah, what we, the way we engage with our food, with our consciousness, you know, again, for me, it feels like that is the biggest deal. And so when I really opened up to that perspective that like my consciousness is the most powerful thing in the equation, yeah, I started to stop and like, you know, just, you know, bless my food again, you know, like bless my food, set intentions over it. Like, this is good for me. This is nourishing me. You know, I would say things like this is, this is creating like, you know, healthy, strong muscle. And sometimes I'll say it's creating like, you know, beautiful blood and, you know, supplying my organs, just stuff like that. Like I'll just set those intentions so that going into the experience, you know, it is that conscious, this is, this is something I've blessed, you know, with my consciousness and I'm the creator of my reality. So my blessing, <laughs> you know, is like the end all be all. So like I'm blessing this food and, you know, so that before I even start eating it, it's like, I've set the, the energy and the intention. I have to say that's changed everything, you know, like you know, this, I, I let myself have, you know, what we call treats, you know, like, um, you know, like the, the dark chocolate peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's. It's like, you know, like with Ooh, those two, love those. <laughs> I, I just, I like, love I'm like, this is a treat, you know, this is a treat and I bless it. And, you know, it's for delight now. It's not for, it's not like it used to be like to like, you know, to try to like, it's not what it used to be in terms of like, I don't know, like a coping mechanism, a coping mechanism or things like that. Now it's like, yeah. it really is for me because I used to have, you know, I used to have those things where like, it was about like a coping mechanism. Now it's like, right. it's like, I want to delight myself, you know? And there's so a I, difference. There yeah. is a difference. And there's but, no need to feel shame or guilt about either one. Yeah. 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 I, I love that you're blessing your food. Um, and people who you know, they're, if you're not, if you're listening to this and you're not there yet, like be easy on yourself, be compassionate. Yeah. It is an unfolding. Yeah. It's a process, but blessing your food. And if that word triggers you, like some people, they might use a different word. Like I am, what would be a different word? I, I'm just, being intentional, <laughs> being intentional, or I am putting good vibes over my food or yeah. this, you know, say an affirmation, but blessing your food. I just love that because mm. you sit down and 
whatever you're eating, whether it's chocolate peanut butter cups or it's, <laughs> you know, a bun it's this beautiful salad, it, like blessing your food yeah. is just a wonderful way because it just gets you right. Or again, everything's about your consciousness being the moment, your consciousness is in the moment. Yeah. Uh, if you go unconscious, like unconscious eating, again, like nothing wrong here. No, we want to get rid of the shame. Shame is the lowest vibration and, and, and not necessarily that you can just like get rid of it, but you replace it with something else. Yeah. Replace it with something else like yeah. gratitude or appreciation for the food or any other kind of thought that feels better. Yeah. 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 Like you said, it's, it is a practice and I know you've, uh, you and I have been practicing it quite a bit. And so that's why we're sharing our experience yeah. about it all, but thank you for bringing in that no matter where you feel you are in the process. Yeah. There's no need for shame or feeling bad about yourself or making yourself a problem. Like, again, these are just perspectives. These are just our experiences, what's working for us. Um, what's helped us shift our relationship with our bodies and our foods. So it's just, you know, it's just, it's just perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. But shame is a big, is a big part of what yeah. most people deal with, you know, who have um, food issues, yeah. or body issues. It is shame is a big part of yeah. the experience. Yeah. And so that's why I wanted to bring that in there yeah. because it, it starts with soothing yourself, like thought by thought, you know, moment yep. by moment that yeah. I had this, um, like, I, I, I know you did have about a short bout, well, two, three years of, of, of anorexia. Cause I interviewed you yesterday, yep. uh, for my <laughs> podcast <laughs> and, um, you, you know, and I, went for a long time it was all this shame about but you can't you could hide if you're an alcoholic you know for a while for a long time you could hide it but you can't if you're you know, if you're this was my thinking back then if you're an overeater you can't hide it you know because everyone could see the extra weight on your body so there was so much shame for me like i'm just a walking billboard of look i i can't control myself i have no self i have no willpower you know um and then judging myself and just feeling like everyone else is judging me so that you start out with kind of de with dealing with that is by those thoughts yeah. slowing down getting in the moment and then placing them with just a better feeling thought yeah and that's yeah. why i bring it up because it, it is so it you know, it's so rampant you know in yeah. our society especially with women and men too uh women who who feel you know they don't have the body that they're supposed to have mm -hmm. and you're you know like my my son too he he deals with concerns about his body so it's it's definitely happens with males as well mm -hmm. but for most for the big part it's like women who need to look a certain way in order to be you know, considered valuable in our society, you know, and that's all changing, thank goodness, but it's still, we still have a ways to go. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you for referencing that. Yeah, it's just like one slightly better feeling thought at a time, you know, just like it can just build a, a momentum in a new direction, just one slightly better feeling thought at a time. 
Uh, yeah. To me is how we build the new momentum. Yeah. So, so thank you for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like obviously there's a lot here. We could probably talk for like another two or three hours. about. I this. know we yeah. really could. There's so yeah. much to talk about. There is. Yeah. Uh, like we're just getting started. So maybe we'll have to have another one. Um, but for now, I just want to thank you for, you know, how we did get started on this topic and what we, um, the perspectives that we brought to the table today, again, what's working for us, you know, what's helped us on our own journeys. Uh, so thank you for being willing to share. And then, um, yeah, first I'll just offer like, if you, if there's like any closing sentiment you want to offer to listeners or to viewers, and then, um, after any closing sentiment, feel free to share with us how people can discover you online um, if they're feeling resonance with you through this interview and they kind of want to discover more about Rhonda. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Bo. Well, I, again, I love helping people love themselves, learn how, remember really, because it's about remembering, right? Because it, it never went away. It never went away. So whatever it is that you are dealing with, whether it's food or alcohol or anything like that, or maybe um, you're not, still you would like to to up level, you know, your thoughts and your experience in life. Yeah, it's like that one thought at a time, but specifically about food and body. I just love the fact that it is a journey to remembering who you are. Like it's serving a purpose. Like I never looked at it that way. Like it was always this terrible thing that why, why do I have this? You know, why do I, why am I preoccupied with all of this? And I resented that having that. Well, I don't resent it anymore. I see it as it's, I don't really think about it that much anymore. I just think of it as like, ah, I have this food freedom now and I'm so grateful because I, I, my whole life pretty much like from 12 years on, 12 years old on, I didn't experience food freedom once I started dieting. So having that food freedom now, experiencing that, and that's the way my life is now, I'm not obsessed with food. I'm just grateful every day <laughs> for that. I'm so grateful. And yeah. so I just want to say that that is available. That is definitely available for all of us. So that's what I want to sentiment that I would like to leave everyone with. And as far as where to find me. Yeah. So there's the podcast. It's uh, deliciousalignment.com slash podcast. And if you go back to the first season, that's all about body and food. That's uh, 2022 is all about body and food, all interviews mostly about that. And now I, this year, 2023, I branched out to all topics because I, you know, I just like talking about everything. <laughs> we, um, I just had Tim, uh, Timothy Bo slash Bo on. So we deal with abundance and all. it's called Delicious Alignment, High Vibing Conversations with Rhonda Ryder. And um, yeah, I'd love for you to check out that deliciousalignment.com slash podcast. And if you are interested, I have a free course, Love Your Body, Love Your Life, free online course. And that's um, 
deliciousalignment.com slash free course. And it's about, uh, it's based on my book, Delicious Alignment. And there are like over 20 short videos that take you through part one of the book. So yeah, definitely. I I think it's a, a vibration rising, raising experience, just watching those videos. Oh yeah, and I'm a coach. Yay! <laughs> Love coaching people one on one, and from time to time have group programs. But yeah, that that's a most part. I know I'm forgetting something, but you'll <laughs> you'll find it. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, if it's yeah, meant make... to be, right? You'll find yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll make sure those relevant links are in the show notes. So, but you know, thank you for speaking them so that yeah, people can hear them too. Um, yeah, just thank you so much. I feel like the closing sentiment that I just want to share is that, you know, that's why I named this podcast, the restore yourself podcast, because to me, it's the one that's the thing that just keeps paying off is the relationship that I'm having with myself. It's changing every aspect of my life, making that the most important thing. And the better the relationship I'm having with myself in every area on every subject, you know, body, food, whatever, it also impacts the relationships that I'm having with others. So yes, I make the relationship with me the number one priority because everything I do in life stems from that relationship. <laughs> so, uh, you know, including, you know, relationship with body, how I take care of it, my interaction, my exchange with food. Uh, so just, I would just say like, that's the thing that just keeps paying off the most for me is cultivating a better relationship on the inside of me and yes, that impacts every person that I have contact with. It impacts my relationship with the world. So um, to me, just like the better I take care of me on the inside, the better everything I do on the outside gets. So that's my uh, my closing sentiment. Uh, just want to thank yes. you again, Rhonda. Mm-hmm. This has been amazing. It's like, yeah, I feel like we really have touched on something pretty hot here. It's like, whoa, we could talk. We could do like a whole like five hour series on this. Um, but uh Thanks again for at least opening the conversation with me and uh, for being here and for doing what you're doing in the world. Um, yeah, for just being so open and and vulnerable and just um, having real talk. Like, thank you. I appreciate you. And um, yeah, I just look forward to, um, yeah, just watching each other grow. So, yay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's such a delight to get to know you more. Thank you so much.